How is everybody doing today? I think we're live. We probably should be, but we're going to be hanging out for just a minute. This is one of the first episodes, chapters, whatever you want to call it, where it's been purely solo. So this is this is going to be a solo episode. Um, and it's all about invention and what it takes to go from art to part and uh, Justin's got homework school stuff Tad is transitioning jobs so I said you know what this is a great topic that I can do myself I'm gonna be watching those comments so if you guys want to come and hang out you can and uh, I'm going to be talking to you all personally so if you are an inventor and you are looking to, well, invent stuff, I want to help you. Um, because there is a lot that goes on here that can be a bit of trouble for the home gamers. Um, give me just a second. We believe in you. Thanks, Quilon. Um, yeah, no, I, this is one of those things that I talk about often. And I think it would be a great episode for people who are inventors. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have like a one person uh, setup here. So what you're actually seeing, if I turn off my camera, is where we would have two people on the screen. So yeah, whatever. We're going to make it work. It ain't the most professional, but hey, that's half the fun of this gig anyways. Uh, I do need to get a shareable link because I'm going to be that guy and send it to all the people that I know. <laughs> so, I guess really the big thing that we should start with is what is inventing and what should be your expectations. Um, because ultimately we find that a lot of people don't have, don't have those expectations set correctly. I'm going to be very clear with you. There are very few people out there that are going to give you the world while signing an NDA before they even get to hear about your idea, as well as for nothing, okay? People are not just going to give you money for no reason, by and large. What you see on the TV show Shark Tank is, by and large, not real. Yes, these are real inventors with real products. They are doing real interviews. But I've been on enough national television to tell you there's something... And I've been on YouTube long enough to know, too. There's the magic called editing. They edit everything. It's not, like, 100% real, okay? It is edited down. The interview that you see might be 5 or 10 minutes. They're probably in there for at least 45 minutes to an hour grilling them, okay? And if that's where you want to be, if you want to be a shark tank, if you want to do all of this and let's kind of go through what you need because you need some stuff first 
you're going to need well let's back up a little bit let's let's kind of go through the checklist of things you have an idea and you want to get this out of your head and into your hands grant is this just one extended advertisement for 3d musketeers yes actually it is uh, because that's kind of what we do. We help inventors get their ideas out of their head and into their hands. And I will answer the question of how much does this cost? It depends. How long does it take? It depends. What can I expect to get out of it? A product or it depends. It all depends on what you bring us, what time frame you have to work with, and what budget you have to work with. You have three options, okay? Cheap, fast, good. Pick two. That's it. If you want to get something real cheap and real fast, it's going to be crap. If you want to get something cheap and fast, wait, I said that already. If you want to get something cheap and good, no. Whatever. You get the idea. You get the idea. Cheap, fast, good, pick two. I want people to understand that this is not something that you can get for $1,000, generally speaking. And the more that you provide a company like 3D Musketeers with, the better. There is no such thing as too much data. You can come here and say, I've got 200 pages worth of engineering drawings. I need you to take them. I need you to build a product out of it. I need you to work with me to get this thing patented. No freaking problem. But it does take time. Okay? If you want to get a patent in six months, I wish you all the best of luck. I cannot help you. Patents will generally take between two and three years to get unless you fit the qualifications to get pushed to the front of the line. Now, there are some qualifications. They will vary based on what you have. But generally speaking, if you are old or a military veteran or you fall under what the government calls a disadvantaged uh, business, so that's uh, female and non-white individuals you generally can get pushed the front of the line verify because they change the uspto changes this all the time uspto is us united states patent and trademark office and they will be your biggest fans and your worst enemies but i think the first step we have to look at is do you even need a patent because patents cost money and a non-trivial amount of money at that now I am aware of Florida's laws because it's where we are located. I don't know where you are located, so check your local laws for what it looks like for patenting. But at least in Florida, we are a first-to-file state. So that means you want to get that patent. If you really believe you need a patent, you need it in quickly. What we tell people is minimally go get your provisional. It costs around $300 to get it done. Again, some people do qualify for a cheaper rate, but generally speaking call it 300 bucks that will protect you for one year we will i mean we can help you with it but there's really no reason to the attorneys can walk you through this but again there's no reason to the uspto does not care about provisional patents unless there is a defense if someone challenges your patent and says no 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 i had this idea first all right boys time to open up your provisionals and let's see who actually had it first now Florida is first to file. Some states are different. Check your local laws. We've been over this. We, however, need to talk about what you need to do that first. 
a provisional patent does not need to be complicated. You don't need a CAD drawing. You don't need any of this. You need a pen, some paper, and that's really about it. And you can go ahead and get it done from there. And I guess a little bit of cash. If you want to continue to update your provisional, please do. You can actually leave a product forever in provisional patenting if you want. You just have to continually change it and refile it. Now, depending on how you do this, you might be resetting the clock every single time. But if nobody's competing with you, then you have nothing to worry about. If your goal is to do a shark tank where you are licensing or selling the product, you need a patent. And if you don't have the cash for a patent, stop. Just stop. I know you want to get your idea out there. I know you want to do this, but you're playing a losing game. I want to help you. We want to help you at 3D Musketeers, but we can't. Because if you're not financially ready to go that step, if you're not financially ready to say, I'm going to spend the better part of 10 G's here minimum, then it's probably not the right time. If, of course, you want to just straight up sell the idea to somebody, take a check and wipe your hands of it. Because remember, you go into a meeting with a big company, they're not going to sign an NDA, generally speaking. And if they really like your idea and you don't have a patent, they're going to copy you, generally speaking. Now, there will be some companies that will try to make a deal with you, but guys, look, there's a reason that the entire inventor world has this kind of wrought paranoia through it. It's because people like Josh Malone exist. He would have been a great guest for this grant. That would have been smart. But I only found out yesterday this was going to be a solo podcast, so we're just going to roll with it. We're going to roll with it. I believe, though... That people like Josh Malone, his story is relatively unique. Josh Malone is the inventor of Zuru Bunches of Balloons. A lot of you know this product, but may not know the name. You screw it into your water hose, you turn it on, and it fills like 60 water balloons and ties them all in like 60 seconds, okay? Telebrands, the largest as-seen-on-TV product, completely ripped him off. And over the next five-plus years, Josh spent over $20 million defending his patent. Yes, 20 plus million dollars. This is not Dr. Evil over here. This is real freaking life. Now, I don't want that to scare you because, again, I believe that Josh's story is relatively unique. Will you involve in some sort of patent challenging? Probably. At some point throughout your process, you probably will. And that's what we look and say, if you want to manufacture it yourself and you want to validate that this product works, start by just getting it made. Even if your goal is to sell your product to somebody else, like a, a Telebrands or something like that, you still need to have market validation. And if I ask you what your target market is and you say everybody, go sit in the corner and read about market research because you clearly have not done it. I am not going to sit here and hold your hand. If you want to pay me to do that, I am more than happy to do that. But I'm not going to sit here and hold your hand. And this is this is literally the video that I'm going to send to inventors that tell us that everybody is their target market. That is not true. You need to niche down. Now, just like it go look at a nice beautiful cut filet mignon. Okay? Beautiful piece of steak. 
you might say that everybody wants to buy that steak. No, they don't. There's vegans, there's vegetarians. I think pescatarian fits in there too. They're not going to buy your product. But you got to talk to yourself and say, am I steak or am I popcorn? Which one am I? Do I want to sell a high price product that is going to fit a very small niche and going to do well? Or do I want to try to compete with Orville Redenbacher and some of the other brands that I can't think off the top of my head? That fit more of a mass market consumer good. Look at all the sodas out there, right? Pepsi, Coke, and all the brands that fit under them. They are not patented. They have something called a trade secret. If Coke ever patented the Coke recipe, everybody would be ripping it off. And Coke would spend billions of dollars a year in fights for the patent. Actually, Monday's video, and Monday would be September 27th, 2021, is going to be all about the 3D printing industry and patents because E3D, a maker of hot ends and motion platforms, is going to be patenting their stuff. And this is kind of a big deal. Go watch the video when it comes out. And if it's already out, go watch the video. Because they found, and hilariously, I bought this as a real heat break and heat sink. It is definitely not, because E3D never made a heat sink in this color. It's a dark copper gold when it should be like a light gold, if it was a gold. So, I mean, there you go. There's one of your initial issues there. What we run into, though, is a situation where money and time don't work. You have to ask yourself, what are you going to do? If you tell me that your hair care product fits everybody's market, I'm going to tell you no, because I don't generally buy hair care products, especially when my hair was considerably shorter. I just shower, I let it dry, and that's the way it goes. Now, I might buy shampoo, and I'm certainly not going to buy the joke of the male body wash shower shampoo uh, freaking conditioner because somehow something that's also a surfactant can be a conditioner because that's a thing. Um, you have to look at your target market, right? A 15-in-1 shower product would never work for, for the female market. It works great for the guy market because we're like, can I just start from the top down, lather all the way down, and rinse it off, jump out, and I'm done. While the women want very specific products, generally speaking, I know there are exceptions to the rules. Right, Old Spice is playing this game of men have skin too, right? They're playing this game of it's not this 15-in-1 anymore. We need it to be very specific products. Inventing, however, is not just a process of I have an idea, it's going to sell. You want to keep an inventor's notebook. That inventor's notebook is going to be next to your bed. It's going to be at your desk. It's going to be carried with you wherever you go. Go get one of those zebra notebooks. Y'all know what I'm talking about. If you're in the United States, they're like a dollar, a dollar fifty. Go buy one. It's a little bit of nostalgia, but it's a book that's difficult to lose because it's both black and white. I know the name zebra might have thrown you off where you thought it was a different color. I'm joking. Clearly, it was going to be black or white. You want to have a pen, a pencil, always within arm's reach. I have a couple of pens, always within arm's reach. And the goal is whenever ideas strike you, boom, hit them. Write them down. Get them moving. Because if you say, I'll remember that in the morning, chances are you won't. 
as those ideas grow and as they get better, you will slowly grow your inventor's notebook. And you can generally start cutting those things out. Sorry, I have to respond to somebody real quick. Inventing is not a process where you can say, I'm going to make this happen quickly. Making sure that you not only have a good inventor's notebook, but also you're fleshing out multiple ideas. So even books with chapters in them, and I like a multi-subject book, is awesome because then you can have multiple ideas working in one book. You need to sit there and say, which one of these ideas is good? And if you say all of them are good, maybe you're right, maybe you're not. Hey, Fotus, how you doing? Fotus Mint is in the house, hanging out in the comments. And if you are listening to this, audio only, you should check us out every Saturday at 1 p.m., give or take. We go live on YouTube and Twitch to talk all about different subjects in the three printing and 3D printing adjacent industries. And since 3D Musketeers is a product development company, we thought it would make sense to have an awesome stream where we talk all about product development. Uh, Chris says that they would recommend OneNote on the digital side of things. Totally. I'm a Google Drive guy, uh, particularly Google Docs, because, and I don't know if OneNote does this, I assume it does, but I can use text-to-speech. So if I wake up in the middle of the night and ideas have sparked and they are beautiful, I'm gonna say, okay, the word that's gonna set off everybody's Android phones, open up Google Docs, start dictating. And it will start listening to everything that I say and write it down. And then in the morning I can deal with my tired ass uh, dictation and without any punctuation involved in that. Give me just a second here. Ooh, Chris says to draw with a stylus. Now, man, we ain't that fancy around here. Maybe you are, but man, that's a tough one. It is not a fast process. And I want to continue to reiterate that it is not a fast process. Inventing has quite a few steps to it that if you do them out of order, it works, but it won't be great. My brother says, go full hardcore and use my space pilot. I would never use a 3D connection to write things down. That is ridiculous. I will never do that. Um, yeah, absolutely no thanks. However, I write a lot of stuff down. I keep notebooks. I have a few because I keep losing them which is terrible about me, but it's a problem that I have. I'm going to start gluing magnets to them because all around my desk is metal. Well, my desk is a metal shelf, but there's metal shelving above me. And if I could just grab the notebook and slap it up here, I would know where it is at all times. That inventor notebook is good because when you start working with a product development company, hopefully it's 3D Musketeers. Yeah, we would greatly appreciate that. Thanks. But hopefully it's 3D Musketeers. We can assist you 
by going through that notebook, seeing where your thought process got. I love just getting ideas that we have to flush out, but if I can get in your head and understand the way that you've built things, I can help you better make it happen. Use Google Stacks and take pictures of them. I don't know what Google Stacks is. Now I'm gonna have to look this up. What is, what is this? I never knew about Google Stacks. No kidding. Yes, do that. Dude, Chris with the clutch. Yes, use Google Stacks. That is all. I'm going to download this as soon as we're done streaming. That is how good I believe that is. I'm going to download it as soon as we're done streaming. Wow. I mean, there you guys go. See, this is why we do these things live. Because there is always somebody in the comments that knows something more than I do or better than I do. And it's really useful for us to be able to, you know, get out there. And, uh, you know, have people assist in that way. I believe that the more you come with, the, the more information that you bring to the table, the more successful you can be. But make sure that you're weeding out the chaff. We don't want any BS. I've only regretted saying you, there's no such thing as too much information once. Uh, it was for a wedding cake topper that we were doing for someone. I said, you cannot give us too many photos. The dude sent me a Dropbox with over 1,200 photos. And you know what? They were useful, but it did take us like an hour to go through all 1,200 photos. Do the math on how quickly we were burning through photos. See which ones we liked and which ones we didn't. The more information that you can provide your team, and whether you're doing it yourself, you're paying people, heck, you're even going with an attorney for a uh, patent or anything like that, the better they can help you. So enough about the patent notebook. Let's move on because I, I don't want to dwell on these certain subjects for too long. Next comes market research. Market research is very important. And hilariously, it's easier than you think. Facebook groups. Go to your local Facebook group. Everybody's got them, right? Even like tiny little Dade City or Zephyr Hills has one. Florida, yes. Zephyr Hills, Florida is a thing. And yes, that's where the water comes from, for Zephyr Hills water. Comes from a few other places, but Zephyr Hills, Florida is one of them. You want to ask those people. Now, do not tell them what you're doing. You need to say, do any of you have this problem? Because I'm having it, and I don't know how you all have solved it. Talk about the problem that you're trying to solve. Ask them if they have that problem, and if so, have they solved it? Some of them might say, nope, never had the problem. Some might say, yes, I hate it and I don't know how to solve it. That's validation. Yes, I have it, but this is how I get around it. See if their solution is better than yours. Don't tell them about your solution because then you're giving away too much in the early on. This is one of those issues that I find where if you talk about a project too much and you don't go through with it, it doesn't work out, right? One, it makes you feel like crap. Two, it ruins your credibility amongst a group of people. 
You can even do this in public if you are in an area where going out in public is actually, you know, safe and acceptable. Florida, it's not. Although, I have to go to the grocery store every couple of days, so... Or once, so once every other week, I guess. Sure. It happens. If you have kids, this is especially easy. You could have the kid go up and ask people if they don't mind, you know, answering a couple of questions for a school project. Yes, that's deceitful. Do you want to make money or not? <laughs> like, straight up. Do you want to make money or not? If you're still in your, like, early adult, like, I'm 31 and I still consider that, like, early adult, you can say that you're in college and you're working on a senior thesis or it's for a college paper. Even if you're a little bit older, you can get away with it because people go back to school. My dad went back to school. He got his PhD in his 60s, which is pretty damn cool. Although calling him Dr. Dad is kind of weird. Not that we do that all the time, but it is kind of funny when we get to do it. But it does let you be crazy passive aggressive. No, no, no. Dr. Posner. Ugh. One day. No. But maybe. But no. <laughs> I believe that... People need to find their home. And that home is generally what the product they like the best. If you've got six or seven different products, you can look at flushing every one of those out at the same time. But your time is going to be ripped between multiple projects. And that's not good. That's not good at all. We can't have that. If you've got the time to play more than one project, that's great. I would love to help you out with more than one project. But generally speaking, one at a time. And I know waterfall method, which this that's what this is, one thing at a time fully through, versus agile is slower. Agile being you're working on multiple sprints of different projects all at the same time. But what it means is you get to hyper-focus and deal with not just your market research, but your branding. Do not ask family and friends. I'm sorry, family and friends that watch my podcast. I appreciate that you guys support us. But you guys, although Queen Lawn is probably a good one, but most family and friends are going to blow smoke up your ass and tell you you have a great idea. If you have that one family member that's brutally honest, they might not be a bad one. Same thing with your friend group. If they're brutally honest, they're likely going to be great to help you out. But if they're going to just tell you what you want to hear, which is common... In the friends and family range. Oh god, I got stuff in my eye. Then, you gotta be careful. It's why I say go ask the general public. A person down the street is gonna have no problem telling you that your product idea sucks. It's never going to work. Go away. Or make a YouTube video. Because YouTube comments, woo! They're kind of rough. They're, uh, kind of rough. Um, you will need to have a reasonably large channel or you can join our Patreon. Uh, I believe it's the $50 a month tier gets you access to come hang out with us on a podcast and talk about what you're doing. Yeah. It's pretty cheap marketing if you ask me. And yeah, I mean, we only have five people watching us live, but generally speaking, our podcast episodes will get about a hundred views each. Um, so understand there's good, you know, easy feedback that you can give and of course then you can use the video as a really cool way to show things off and yes we are a company and yes we do accept sponsorships so if you want to sponsor a video with us we are open to doing that as well 
lot of you have seen my sponsor segways and they're not Linus Tech Tip style, but eh, they ain't bad. You know, good enough for government work. But market research is very important. If you don't know who your target is, and that's not are they male or female, what race are they? What's their religion? Do they practice religion? Where do they live? What is their average household income? What about the average household income of people in their neighborhoods? Do they have a homeowners association? Does that provide them with problems? Assuming you have a home-based good, that could be an issue there. Uh, what do they do for a job? What do their coworkers do? Do they have the propensity to talk to their coworkers? The more you can niche down and understand your target market, the better. I know like the markets that we're going after and we are kind of changing those and I'm having to find that niche of where these stand and uh, it's not that easy, right? I know that one of our big targets is for their job, statistically, they're white males in their late 30s to early 50s, they live in affluent areas. Sometimes they drive nice cars. Other times they drive old shit boxes. It just kind of depends on how long they've been in the industry and where they consider themselves. A lot of times they work maybe with one other person, maybe with two. Sometimes they work in a larger organization. And in the event that they work in a larger organization, you should find out who their gatekeepers are because the gatekeepers are generally more important than the person themselves, right? Because the gatekeeper is going to say, nah, thanks, he ain't interested. Or actually, yeah, let me, let me connect you through. And in that 30 seconds you're waiting on hold, they're connecting you through, but they're also giving the person they're connecting you to a lot of information on who you are, what you do. They're giving you the Backstreet Boys of, of you. So you better have your pitch down when you're trying to talk to your target audience. This is what we do. Now, we can help you identify your target audience. I've done this so many times we can help you. That does cost money. Currently, as of recording this video, we bill $150 an hour. That value is subject to change. Do not come to this video three years later and say, oh, but you said here you're charging $150 an hour. Prices are subject to change. Because, you know, livable wages are subject to change. And we want to pay our staff livable wages. And if you are looking to get a job and you have abilities to do marketing, sales, uh, CAD, yeah, we need a couple of CAD guys as well. CAD guys, CAD gals, I don't care. CAD non-binary for all I care. We want you to join the team. So you can email us, YouTube at 3dmusketeers.com. And if you want to uh, get involved, we are happy to have you involved. But without that target audience, you don't have anything. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Ideas are worthless. I'll say it again. Ideas are worthless. Ideas are like a cup of coffee. You can go get it anywhere you want. Some are good, some are bad, some are cheap, some are expensive. Ideas have no value. Execution is what has value. Okay? Now, an execution can be a patent. An execution can be a full product. I don't care. But execution is what matters here. You need to look at this and say, do I want this to be my life? If not... Put it on the side burner. If you want us to make one for you so you can play around with it, fine. 
But if you're not going to put your life and energy into it, it may not be the right time, especially if you want it to be done fast. If you want to maintain a day job while inventing, triple the amount of time you think it's going to take. Let me rephrase that. Triple the amount of time that I think it's going to take. If I say, yeah, we can probably get you through this in about three to six months. Okay, now you're at nine to 18 months. Minimum. And that's before you go and get your patent. And I don't want this to dishearten you. Time is kind of your friend here. But you do need to be thoughtful about it and understand. Um, we had an individual come to us and bless his heart, I'd love to help him, but there are some current patents that make his product very difficult. But the man is older, quite a bit older. And his story's great. I think his product would be great too. It's just not patentable, I don't think. But his whole thing is that he wants to make something before he passes. And he wants to be able to leave that legacy to his kids, grandkids, and great-grandkids. And while I appreciate a good story as much as the next, story can only get you so far. He's got a good product, but there are some existing patents that would become a problem. It is what it is. Now, we do have a non-disclosure with him, so I can't talk too much about it, but I can be very general in the struggles that he is dealing with. Look at, like, if you're working from home, you can totally be doing a patent full-time, too. Not that your boss needs to know that, but it's possible. Give me just a second. I gotta get some water. I'm gonna give a quick ad break. For those of you listening audio only, this episode, as always, is supported by 3D Musketeers. If you are looking to get your ideas out of your head and into your hands with full art part, rapid prototyping, and... 3D printing, product development, all that good stuff. Basically, we make cool shit, and we can make cool shit for you. Reach out to us at 3D Musketeers. I have been debating on changing our uh, our sponsor segues on the main channel, or like in the main channel videos, to be a little, you know, cussing, like we make cool shit, and we can make cool shit for you. Because I feel like people get that a lot more than full head-to-hands art to part, rapid prototyping, and product development. I don't know. You guys tell me in the comments. Ultimately, though, if you don't have that market research down, you're going to fail. If you come to me and say that you have a product for boats and you say that everybody is your target, I'm going to tell you that I don't own a boat. I never want to own a boat. Get out. Brian says hi and hello. How you doing, Brian? Hope all is well with you. Again, we are live streaming this to YouTube and Twitch, so if you are listening or watching this later on, make sure you guys hang out because we do respond to comments live on the video. So it is, it, it's fun. I think it's fun. Market research matters. And this guy that had the boat project said, everybody's your, you know, everybody's my target. I don't own a boat. I never want to own a boat. I believe boats are the same place as, like, farm animals. They're better to me owned by somebody else where I get to enjoy them and then go away. Right? Having a buddy that owns a boat is awesome. Because when that boat has a problem, I'm busy. I got other stuff to do. When he's going out on the lake, hey, you want to come? Hell yeah, I want to come. And I'll chip in for gas and help out, buy some beers, whatever it is. 
Not that that's ever happened in my life, but maybe it will one day. But when the boat has a problem, eh, I'm busy. You know, I, I, I maybe it's, you know, if it's something interesting, maybe I'll help, but they're expensive. Farm animals are expensive, and, you know, cows are great to go and pet, but I don't want to take care of them. Boats are similar to farm animals, Grant, without context. How can I make that without context quote work? Boats are with uh, boats are similar to farm animals. They're dirty, they're expensive. Some tastier than others? Question mark. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's like, yeah, everybody's my target. No, they're not. They're not. Actually, your target is so specific, you are your own client. And that means you have to find other people like you. So where do you find other people like you? Other people that own boats that are boat captains, that do boat captain-y things. Go find those people, and guess what? You know where to find them. The marinas! Oh my gosh! Boat stuff is, like, pretty simple. Oh yeah, they float. Some of them float. Are there farm animals that sink? Huh. There's your question of the day. Are there some farm animals that sink? <laughs> I feel like most of them float. Especially with that good marbling, am I right? Am I right? I'm right. I'm, I'm right. Whew. Excuse me. Target markets matter. Anyways. Gonna move away from targets. Let's move into something else. Let's go from target market into actual prototyping. Prototyping is what we do best. We say if you if you are telling me that your target market is really valid, I want to see a SWOT analysis to verify. SWOT, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. We will go through that with you on a first initial call. We just updated our website that now has a way to book time directly with the team to be able to to have these initial inventor meetings. So if you want to have an initial meeting, you go to our website and book it. It's totally free. Now it's only 15 minutes, but it's totally free. We will eventually have an option to book a one hour meeting. Those will be $100. Yes, you're getting my time for less than I advertise it for. It, it, it's called, please, we're struggling. Thanks. <laughs> um, Prototyping is a lot of fun, Brian. I think that's where a lot of us in the 3D printing industry have a lot of fun. Because that's when we get to shine. If you are going for a real patent, we highly recommend you look at getting a CAD model done. CAD computer-aided design. We want you to look at getting that model done. Now, how does that work? Grant, can I do it myself? Yes, you can absolutely do it yourself. I highly recommend you try. It'll save you a bunch of cash if you're not too bad at it. Go look at Fusion 360. I would say go look at SolidWorks, but no, they screwed me. Ugh, those times. Also, thank you to all the new people that are hanging out on the stream. Please like it if you do so. Think it is worthy of a like. Prototyping and CAD work will all depend on what your product needs. Right now, we've got some products inside of 3DM that are electronic in nature, and they are stalled. Like, straight up stalled. 
there's work that we can do on them, but it's not all that productive until we can get some silicon for these projects. If any of you have looked at buying a new car right now, September of 2021, you'll realize it's basically impossible. And if you can buy them, you're paying a fair bit over sticker. And it's because there is a global silicon shortage. And that does include even things like Arduinos. We need an Arduino for a particular project. And we are having to buy off-the-shelf Arduinos to pull the chips off of to install them. Hey, Jimmy, how you doing? Thanks for being a patron. Jimmy is one of our awesome patrons. And if you want to be able to talk to us outside of the live streams and videos, you can join our Patreon, patreon.com slash 3D Musketeers, I believe. Tiers $10 and up get you access to our Discord. So go and hang out with us if you want to be able to talk to myself and the team kind of after hours, if you will. And you get extended cuts of videos, which is fun. Uh, the Fail Friday, the Print Fail Friday videos, we're going to release uncut and uncensored videos uh, to Patreon, or extended cuts, I should say, to Patreon. So if you want to be able to support us directly, you can go support us at Patreon. I'll put the link in the chat right now. And yes, for those just joining, this is a solo episode. Because I am apparently taking crazy pills. That and the staff were unavailable. It happens. CAD is one of those places where if you have been feature creeping your entire project, oh, what if it had this? What if it had that? What if it had this? What if it had that? You're going to die. It's going to suck. You want your CAD to be as simple as possible. Start with your MVP, your minimum viable product. This is not your most valuable player. This is not some ad for DraftKings. No, this is your minimum viable product. I want to see something so stupid that it works. And if you think, oh, but look at Apple. Go look at Apple's first ever logo. I'm just saying. Brian says SolidWorks now has an online version called 3D Experience. SolidWorks for $99 a year for makers. Yes, but Fusion 360 is free. Just saying. We love Fusion 360 here at 3DM. I believe that most people will love it as well. It's a great, easy way to get into it. And a lot of us creators know that it's the most common software used in the maker community. So we need to do that. Lewis says, or Luis, I don't know, says, Hi, do you need a print farm for a sustainable prototyping production? We're going to get into that. Give me a few minutes to get there. We're still on CAD. CAD is a time where if you are feature creeping, you're just going to start adding more money to your bill. I've gotten to a point where I can pretty much accurately quote people with a with an idea for a CAD model pretty, pretty quickly. I'm not the best on uh, electronic models, so that's something that we are still working on getting there, but it's just something for you to be aware of. CAD is where you end up getting your your digital model, right? And that's where it can go to 3D printing. It can go to manufacturing. And there are two styles. We at 3D Musketeers do both. We do DFAM, D-F-A-M, and D-F-M. D-F-M is designed for manufacturing. DFAM is designed for additive manufacturing. Additive manufacturing is 3D printing. You know, there you go. The production side of it, though the prototyping side, you do not need a print farm. I have one, which means you can utilize my print farm. And yes, it's going to cost you more than if you did it yourself. 
But do you have 13 years of experience? I personally have 13 years of experience in the 3D printing industry. Do you? I didn't think so. If you do, great. Why, why are you even working with us if you have 13 years of experience? Because you should know how to do this yourself. If you don't, great. I mean, I'm totally happy to help you, but I feel like you should know at this point. You don't need a massive print farm. If you want to have one printer to screw around on your own, that's great. We did a whole video on affordable 3D printers. Go check them out. Um, again, I would still, as of September, Prusa's set to release two new printers before the end of the year. Because they've released two. Joe has gone on record saying they have four. The Prusa Mark 3S is my favorite printer under $1,000, and the Prusa Mini is my favorite printer under $500. We do have a Prusa affiliate code, but they don't pay me to say that. I think we get, like, 3% if you buy a Prusa through our affiliate code, so, like, please do. But 3% on $1,000 does not pay my bills at all. Having a print farm, though, is great. Hey, Mad Monkey is here. Hey, thanks for uh, listening to the podcast while you're playing Valheim. <laughs> I saw that you just logged in. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out with us, Mad Monkey Makes. Um, Mad Monkey and I play Valheim. It's fun. And uh, yes, we will... Uh, we might spin up our own Valheim server. I don't know. Anyways. Cat is important in that it shows... <laughs> <laughs> calling him out call it out monkey it's fine hey a little bit of background music while you're hanging out in a video game is fun mad monkey does occasionally print things and you know what you owe me for this if you want to help mad monkey get a tool changer and you have a facebook account go over to the east coast rep rep festival contest for the e3d tool changer and go like mad monkeys post we were going to put in the steve aoki or the snoop dog models because it did say multicolor models it's too late in the game it's no big deal to me i think mad monkey would be an awesome person to have a tool changer as long as we can do some joint content with it so you know you owe me for this one uh <laughs> but if you want to support us in getting another prusa mark 3s you can use that link uh, my brother asks, if you live on a farm and own a printer, is that a print farm? The printer would have to be outside, then yes. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can pull a link to Mad Monkeys. Give me a second. Let me see if I can pull one. Uh, do, 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 do. There it is. Can I link to this? Damn it, I can't. Uh, Mad Monkey, DM me the direct link to your, to your thing, and I'll put it in the chat for you. Uh, <laughs> this definitely sounds like a farm to me, Photos Mint says. Uh, cool, we're gonna do joint content if Mad Monkey wins it. See, this is, this is how you do it. You help your friends out. It's all about helping out friends. Um, but yeah. Cat is important because you want to be able to show what your idea is in a way that makes sense. If you cannot do that, you are going to find yourself difficult. Oh, Maker Vikings here. How you doing? How are things? It's just Grant today. No gang. But uh, Fotis is here. Mad Monkey's here. My brother's here. Looks like Luis Lombard is here. Brian is here. Jimmy's here. We, we 
got some people hanging out. We got some people hanging out. Damn it, Jordan, send me a link before I move on so it's still relevant when I put it in the damn comments. Ah. <laughs> uh. Grant, we need a Prusa Mini next to a cow and call it Custom Print Farm. God, that's pretty good. I do like that. Here, I'm going to... Oh, my dad's here. Hey, dad. I'm going to put in the link to Jordan's Twitter. Oh, damn it. Not that one. That one was mine. <laughs> I reposted mine again here. I'm just going to go ahead and give you guys the direct link to Mad Monkey's Twitter so you can see it there. Dad's here too. That's cool. Print a Prusa sheep and it's a farm. Oh man. Oh, that's that's got to be Thursday's time lapse. It'll be a Prusa sheep. I should make a few of them and, and say if we have a bunch of sheep on top for printer, is it now a print farm? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. We're going to use that. We're, we're, we're going to use that. I'm going to use that one for sure. But all right. So... CAD is important because that will show in your patent what matters. If your patent is too generic, it can be uh, invalidated. If your patent is too specific, you don't have enough protection. Be careful about that. You want to make sure that you have content. Jonathan, I am live streaming. Stop that. Stop with that garbage. And you took me off. Con I I was I was in a train and I got I got pulled off the train because you decide to message me stupid things. Um, this is why it's nice to have other people here on the call because like they can pick up when you're instantly falling down. Either way, uh, with your patent, if your cat is hyper specific, someone might say, "Well, my product doesn't have this feature, so it's not it's not violating your patent." But you want to make sure that your patent is not so generic that it won't get, you know, it won't get uh, granted or something along those lines. Yes, patent too broad or specific. Thanks. Quilon, stop it. He says you were talking about boats. No, was not talking about boats. We got, we got beyond the boats. Ah, oh, we're going off the rails already. I love it. Make sure to leave a like if you are uh, hanging out on the YouTube channel. Leave a like. Let's get some likes on the podcast. I would say likes for the cat, but uh, she fell off of this last night and into the trash can. And the only reason I know this is because when I came into the office this morning, her bed was in the trash can, which is back here, and the trash can was on the floor, which means the cat rolled off of her bed into the trash can. I have recorded this once. I will release it for Patreon only. Um, but I've recorded, I was recording a 3D printing and pandemic video. This was a long time ago. And she rolled off of her bed and into the trash can. So if you are a patron and you want to see that video, remind me. Because I'll post it to Patreon. Uh, it, it was pretty hilarious. But yeah, CAD matters. Um, and if your goal is to patent it, we need to know up front. Uh, because then... We will send you a CAD model that is good for patenting, and then we will finish the CAD model for production. Because there is a big difference between production-ready and non-production-ready CAD. There's a big difference between it. When it comes to prototyping, generally speaking, if it's a physical product, 3D printing. If it is a textile product, 
I can get you in contact with people, but it's not something that we handle. And if it is a product for humans, we can make you a mold that you can pour whatever you want into it. We can help you out if it's a like a kitchen gadget that needs silicone. We can help you out on how to make those molds so that you can test out your product without it being too dangerous. Because 3D printing is not food safe. It is not body safe. Don't do that. Now, if you want to do it once to verify, that's fine. But throw it away when you're done. It is not long-term body safe. There are some that are, but for the amount of money, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. So be careful there. When it comes to 3D printing though, understand costs. 3D printing is not fast, okay? The people that say, hey, can I have an entire suit of armor made in two days? No. No, you can't. Uh, not for 50 bucks. The guy, a, a guy reached out to us and said, oh, I want to get a helmet for Halloween. Great. Halloween's coming up. We can help you out with that. Do you have a model? No. Okay. Well, what do you want to be made? Oh, I want to do this and this. Okay. We can do that for you. How much do you want to spend? 50 bucks. No. No. I just said we, we bill 150 an hour subject to change already I can't no just no can't do that oh well I thought 3d printing was fast it's actually not it's faster than traditional methods I can 3d print something faster with raw data so if you give out if you give us and you give us a um like a CNC mill shop the exact same data we can 3d print it faster than they can mill it by and large now, which one will be better depends on how well you pay your your uh, your people. Because we could do it in high detail resin, get a gorgeous part, and they could do it, you know, with a nice ball end mill to finish it up. It would look beautiful. Or we can do it on an FDM printer with really thick layers, and they can do it with just a standard like a fly cutter and just get most of the hard milling done. Sierra says he can bolt. Ooh, I don't know what that's in reference to. I'm sorry. There is a delay, unfortunately, and I don't know how long the delay is right now. I guess I will put up a hand, and I will see how long it takes for my hand to come on screen. Wow. Okay, it's taken a minute. It's about 10 seconds. There's about a 10 second delay. Okay, there's about a 10 second delay. Well, ultimately, the 3D printing is a great way for you to get an affordable prototype. Yes, a helmet is very expensive, but go try to have a helmet milled out of plastic. It's going to be expensive too. Oh, okay. The person that says he wanted a $50 mask, he can bolt. Yes. Foda said that's we should chat from Twitch. Twitch also has a delay. Let me see what the Twitch delay looks like. Put up my hand again for the Twitch delay, and we'll see how long the Twitch delay. Oh my! Okay, Twitch has a Twitch really has like a half a second delay. All right, Fotus is that's fair, Fotus. I didn't know Twitch had such a short delay. That's awesome. 
latency can be lowered on YouTube. However, we already run low latency. If we went ultra low latency, closed captions would not work. And that means even on the recorded videos, closed captions would not work. And if people want to watch with closed captions, they can. I know some people do choose. I think there's about 6% of people that watch our videos that choose closed captions. Uh, I think normal latency is quite a bit. Um, but if you are not subscribed, please do. Because if you like talks like this, I do want to start talking more about this in main channel videos and kind of what it takes. And if you have a product that you want to work on, we can work on it with you live on our Wednesday live streams. That might be a really cool way for you to get a product out there and not have to spend a ton of money because I will pay, I will give you a discounted rate for us to be able to turn it into content just for reference. Oh, another drink of water and another ad break. Give me just a second. You do not need 10,000 3D printers. We have 32. Soon to be, hopefully, another another one. If you go vote for us in the Facebook contest. Uh, but we have 32 printers here currently. A lot of them aren't running. It's been very slow for us this year. I know a lot of it is because of my back. But, you know, the situation with the world, the way that it is... There are a lot of things that are not playing to my benefit right now as a small business owner. So if you guys do want to support us, Patreon's a great way to do that. You can support us with likes and subs and all of that as well. You know, every little bit helps us stay afloat. I appreciate all the help that you guys will give us. Uh, by the way, we're going to hopefully be having, I'm trying to get it scheduled, a therapist on stream to talk about owning a business and what it does does and kind of dealing with the stresses of making and family i think that one's going to be a really cool episode so if you guys want to hear that make sure you get subscribed oh thank you for the follow on twitch brian i greatly appreciate that we do also stream to twitch but i do watch youtube more religiously so if you want lower latency you can go over to twitch um 3d printing though it's a great time for you to see does it work Understand, 3D printing does not have the same tolerances as injection molding. Injection molding, you can hit two, three thou on injection molding. We say for 3D printing, give yourself more leeway than you want. We can generally hit ten thousandths of an inch um, on a 3D print, but if it needs to have a moving part, you're going to want at least 0.15 millimeters worth of gap all the way around. Now, we can go tighter, but if you want it to be a fast print where you're trying to save some cash on the time, well, then the printers are less accurate. If you want it to be highly accurate, we can run it on resin. Then you can have really crazy tight tolerances, and it happens to work quite well. Sierra says, I'm one of those who watches with captions on most of the time. They are very handy. I do when I'm watching, like, Netflix. And I will say the show that I'm watching right now is called Squid Game. Good lord have mercy that show is a roller coaster. It is very, very gory. Uh, and there's, like, murder in it. So if you don't like that, don't watch it. But it's a psychological thriller, and it's very weird. Uh, we're also watching... Um, Oh, what's the other one? Uh, what You Do in the Shadows. So if you're here for the inventing thing, maybe you just got two really cool show reference or show recommendations because, you know, we're not against that stuff here at 3D Musketeers. 
But we say get one print done, check it, verify, and decide what you want to do. It may not be good. It might need a bunch of work. That's what the 3D printing is for. It is reasonably affordable. And yes, what we do in the shadows is awesome. I totally agree. We're watching the show. Um, we're not watching the movie just yet. Uh, I feel like it's a cross between Parks and Rex and The Office, which is pretty much my dream show, but with vampires. But they also make phenomenal jokes about uh, Twilight, so I'm totally fine with all of these things. Uh, do you automatically add some extra time in the quote for print failures? Brian is asking. Sometimes. So I tell people there are easy ways to, to determine how long something should should last and print. Go download Prusa Slicer and just use the stock settings. It's real simple. But, yes, so we have a proprietary formula. We don't give out our formula. Um, but the formula does have a multiplier for problematic prints. If your print is problematic, I will charge you more. Because if I believe it's going to have a problem, I gotta make sure that we can accommodate, and it's not really ever for the cost of the materials. The materials are not expensive. It is the time. And when someone says, well, you know, materials $20 a kilo, why is this 200 grand print costing me such and such amount of money? It's the same reason that good art costs a bunch of money. You're not just paying for the time on the machine. You're paying for the years of experience that I have working on these machines. You're also paying for the, uh, the opportunity cost of me running other parts on those machines. If I wanted to give away our printers for like $2 an hour, I'd be on Etsy. We're not on Etsy because I don't want to give away our printers for $2 an hour. It's not worth it to me to run it at that price. Now, it's less work that we have the closer I get to doing those things. But, hey, trials and tribulations of business. But yes, on tough parts, we do add a bit of a multiplier. On really tough parts, it can actually come up to over double the initial print cost because we recognize it's going to be a problem. Also, there's such a thing called the asshole tax. If you are an asshole, I'm going to charge you more. If you don't pay your bills on time, I'm going to charge you more because you become a liability. Anyways, Mad Monkey's right. It's a grant rant, and this shouldn't be a grant rant. This should be all about inventing. Make certain that your product is right before you print it. Printing can be expensive, but it is cheaper than doing it traditionally. Try it out. Put it in the hands of those people that, that said that they had the problem. Go back to them and because and, you, should, you should get their information, right? If you're going to ask someone for their opinion, try to get their information. <laughs> Fotis says, ah, damn, he's going to charge me a lot. Fotis, I pay you to print your models, not the other way around. We print a lot of Fotis's models. <laughs> Oh, I love you guys. You guys are great. You guys are awesome. You guys are the reason I'm still in this industry. But yeah, you might need to go through a couple of iterations. That's fine. Put them in the hands of the people that said they had the problem. Mad Monkey's right. Iterate, 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 iterate. So when it comes to inventing, don't wait to get the perfect idea. Get it started. Get something out of your head and into the world. Then iterate. He's right. If you look at, go you use the Wayback Machine. Go look at Facebook. Go look at Facebook when it first started. Go look at Facebook five years ago, back before it became a crazy data mining company. Um, 
or maybe 10 years ago. 10 years might be better. Back when it was a social media platform. Go look at MySpace when it was first a thing. When a lot of us learned how to code HTML. It doesn't have to be perfect. You do not need to reinvent the wheel. You should not reinvent the wheel your first time. You gotta, you gotta make the tire better. You gotta make the rim shinier and chromier. Is that a word? Don't care. You need to make it better. And especially if you're looking at a current product and saying, I can do this better, iterate. Once you have your idea set, the 3D prints are working, you now have to decide to yourself, what are you going to do? Hopefully you've already figured this out. Are you going to produce it? Are you going to sell it? Are you just going to 3D print it? Maybe it's a very high profit, low run item. You can just 3D print it. And the amazing thing about 3D printing is that you can run what is called just-in-time inventory, where you hold maybe two or three products on hand at all times. When you run down to one, you order five or six more. And by the time those ones are done, you're ready for them. Bob says you are. Why did no one tell me this? I don't know what Bob is talking about because there's that 10 second delay and I don't generally remember what I said 10 seconds ago, but maybe Bob will tell me. Thanks for telling me, Bob. How you doing, Bob? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Normally I have somebody else here with me and it's really weird when I lose track on my own because somebody else is normally there to bring me back on track and I don't have that, so I'm sorry. Oh, probably about being right. Ah. <laughs> uh. I love you guys. But once you get to that point, you have to decide what am I going to do? Just-in-time inventory is awesome. We've had a few customers that utilize us for short-run manufacturing, but you need to figure out what your break-even point is. And what we will do is we can get you in contact with a local to us based in Sarasota, a uh, injection molding company. We have a great relationship with them. Now, there are other injection molding companies local to Florida. There are tons of them, actually. But this one guy, I really like working with him. I've toured his shop. I've done a lot of things, and it's just kind of that, you know, he's got a good handshake, right? He's a good handshake kind of guy. We met well before things got crazy, and uh, I've been in his shop. I've seen the machines work. I've seen products that we've helped bring to life come out of an injection molding machine, and I'll tell you, there's nothing more satisfying than that. It's like seeing your baby come to life, right? Your baby being born, if you will. It's pretty cool. Crazy loud, too. So, very similar things. Jeez, where am I going with this? Ah, it's, it's fun. We have fun here. We, we have fun here. But the use of that is not... Well, Grant, I'm not ready for that. That's fine. You don't have to be ready for it. Get the quote so you understand when it makes time to switch. Doing short-run manufacturing via 3D printing is awesome. We have some companies that make some really awesome machines, and they do all of their parts they can via 3D printing because it makes financial sense for them. It doesn't make sense for them to cut a mold and then hold 10,000 of those pieces in inventory. They need, like, six of these pieces a year, and they need 20 of another piece a year. They don't want to hold a two or 3,000-part inventory. They'll iterate before it gets done. Whoa. Hey, Kip. It's been a long time since we've talked. We went to high school together. I didn't know... Do you subscribe to us on YouTube? Thanks. Thanks for the support. I appreciate that. We, we went to high school together. Me and Kip Chapin. Interesting. Anyways, that's weird. I didn't know people from high school still followed what I did. People from... Weird. Anyways, sorry. I get distracted very easily. 
Injection molding is going to have an initial upfront heavy expense. This can be, if you go to China, as low as a couple of grand, but be careful. If you're getting an unreasonably cheap mold quote, you gotta figure out what the mold is made out of. If it's made out of aluminum, or aluminium, it might have a very, very low run number, like 100,000 pieces or less. And if you wanna go on to full run production, 100,000 pieces is not enough. You will want to look at having a much, much, much stronger mold, normally tool steel. But China's gonna say, we're gonna charge you a very small amount for your mold, but we're gonna charge you a lot of money for your per part. And it's how this works in the States. You'll get a lower per part, generally speaking, but a higher initial upfront expense. You can do what's called a family mold, where there's a larger tool steel mold with a cavity, and then your part is a smaller cavity mold that goes into it. And if you're lucky, you have a smaller mold and there are a few other smaller molds in there too, and you can have a bunch of people using one mold, that saves you money. When the time comes, I can generally give you a rough idea, but our buddy that works, that owns Spectrum Custom Molds and Manufacturing is probably the right one to go to for that. Do be aware, you will likely get some sticker shock. But, let's say it's a $30 product to 3D print. It's a $10,000 upfront mold cost, but your individual part cost will now be a dollar. It does not take a lot of parts for that $30 3D print to become obsolete. It's a few thousand. Someone wants to do the math, they can put it in the, uh, in the comments, and I will shout you out on stream for that. But it is not, I mean, it's probably, it's probably three or four thousand, I would guess. It's, it's gotta be somewhere in the three to four thousand range, right? No, it's four to five thousand, somewhere in the four to five thousand range. That it starts to make sense. And once you start, once you hit a thousand, it's time to start looking, right? Because at that point you have a market, it's selling, it's now time to look at getting a short run done. But do understand, now you need to store them. But if you're making $29 more per part when you're selling them, now there's going to be more involved in it. There's packaging, there's margin, there's a bunch of other stuff involved. But let's say you're making $20 per part extra every single time you sell one. You can generally afford to look at either getting a storage unit, converting part of a garage, converting part of a room to hold inventory as long as your part is small. Those are things that you have to be aware of. So be aware of that. Okay, you've been warned. You've been made aware. Be aware. You've been made aware. 3D printing is not an end-all be-all solution. I like to believe that it is. I have 32 3D printers, so we can do pretty large runs pretty quickly. But ultimately, we can never beat injection molding. And I'm going to use a great example for this. The pandemic. A lot of you have heard about it. A lot of us are still living it. Some of you have chosen that it never existed. You all are terrible people. And some of you, you know, that did choose. You're all terrible people, but you're the right kind of terrible. You feel me? We shut down the shop for three weeks. We used eight 3D printers that we had in the fleet that were not busy to produce face shields. We ran them as close to 24 by 7 as we could. And then we had some labor involved in using laminator sheets through a laminator, then into a hole punch twice to get six hole punches in it to assemble them and then take them to people. We did about 1,500 to 2,000 in that three weeks. The reason we stopped at week three is because at that point, our buddy Mike had a mold cut and was able to do 10,000 per day. 
there is a big difference in terms of production capabilities between 1,500 to 2,000 in three weeks and 10,000 a day. And yes, poor Victoria. She, uh, she, she took a dive. And if you want to see that dive, we'll put it up on Patreon. <laughs> God, I am. I was way too excited when it happened because it's happened before and I didn't catch it on camera. I was excited that I caught it on camera, but the cat floats. 3D printing gets you off the ground. Injection molding gets you to that next step. Next stream, we should guest monkey. I'd be down for that. Mad Monkey, if you want to come on a stream next, you're totally, you totally can. Saturdays at 1 p.m. You're totally welcome to come on. I don't know what we would talk about, but we can come up with that throughout the week. But the goal here is to let you understand that inventing and prototyping is not as easy as you think. Maybe it is. Maybe you understand all this. Maybe you've heard me talk about this before. It is not something that happens in three weeks. It's not something that happens in three months, generally speaking. It's something that happens in six months, nine months, a year, two years, three years, five years, ten years. It takes a while. And don't let that amount of time scare you. It's, to me, it's actually a benefit that it can take some time because it means you don't have to write a massive check immediately. You can take time and let this thing roll out the way that it needs to and not try to push something that's way too... I don't know the right term. Young? Immature? I want to say like not mature, so immature would probably be the right one, but way too immature out onto the market. 3D printing is a great way to do those iterations for pretty cheap. Remember, you don't have to do a whole new CAD model every time you iterate. We got to say, oh, well, you know, when you drop it, this clip doesn't work. So let's look at making the clip a little bit stronger. And if you say, well, if it needs to have a clip and it needs to have this and that, 3D printing may not even be the right option. Resin casting might be a better move. And we can 3D print those molds for you that you can use with a two-part epoxy. Smooth On is a great place to look at those two-part epoxies. We might get into that as we now have a better set like my youtube set is a pretty good set for like actually working so that might be something that we end up getting into but it is something currently that we do not offer so as of september of 2021 we do not offer resin casting in-house it's just not something i've ever been very good at but it is a great way and resin casting you can get resin that kicks in like five minutes that is a great way to do production very quickly but it does require a lot of work on your end. So the nice thing about outsourcing 3D printing to a company like 3D Musketeers is that you get ready-to-go parts in the mail, or you get to come pick them up, or we meet somewhere uh, locally. That's the value of 3D printing. It removes a lot of that effort from you. Now, if you want to get, again, if you want to get your own 3D printer, do it. But understand it may not be perfect. Now, we are going to be doing a series all about tuning in your 3D printers because Print Fail Friday is a thing. And I actually really like it. And I hope you guys do too. But I do want to do a, uh, like, some sort of like printer tuning Monday. Monkey says we can work something out. I'm not going to pay you in a tool changer. I'm hoping that you do win that thing, though. I know I'm not going to, so I'd rather, you know, support the next best thing, which is Monkey. 
That was weird. Anyways, I think that's about it. Um, yeah, I think I kind of covered the key points. There's a lot more to it. Um, we are back working on the Making Awesome Academy again. I hired some people to help me out with that. So that will be something coming soon. So if you want to get like step by step by step by step from me. So like if you don't like my voice, you're not going to like the Making Awesome Academy. We will eventually have other guest speakers in there. But the goal is to launch it with about 80 hours of videos ready to go. That teaches you all about how to get your ideas from art to part. If you don't want to join something like that, we're looking at membership to be about $1,000 for six months. It includes Discord access. It includes 10% off of 3D printing services. There's a bunch of things that it does provide you. Or you can do a monthly, which is going to be, I think, $400 a month for three months gets you six months of access, but I haven't figured out the monthly just yet. Yes, that is more than 1000 because I have to, you know, front load all of that. But yeah, if you are trying to get your idea off the ground, the Making Awesome Academy is going to be a great way to do it. We are getting there on it. Give me some time. It's very tough, unfortunately. The back is only getting worse right now. And uh, hopefully we're going to be getting surgery here pretty soon. And that should kind of bring me back to where I used to be, where I can be a working machine. But right now, have some patience with us. Um, I appreciate all you guys supporting us in what we do. But I think that's kind of all I got. How long How long have we been going? Ooh, an hour and 17. It's a little short, but I think we kind of covered it. Mad Monkey, did I miss anything? I don't think I missed anything. I feel like I hit kind of the key points in there. I mean, patenting is such a big deal. And there's like not enough time... that I, there's not enough time that I can really go into it, I guess, right? And I know that that's going to be a very tough subject because there's no easy way to talk about people stealing your shit. Oh, we can talk about one thing on there too. If you get a patent and you don't defend it, you've wasted your money. If you don't have $100,000 of liquid capital ready to go, don't get a patent. IMO. You're welcome to disagree with me. In the United States, a patent only protects you if you can defend it. So if you have a big company that wants to take you to court because they think they did it first, even if they're even if they're wrong and they bleed you dry in court and there's nothing you can do, too bad. Too bad. It's why I tell people you don't need a patent, you need sales. You need to prove that your product works. And don't listen to the hater against your patent. It is the best way to protect your R&D and IP. Mad Monkey is absolutely true. It is the best way to do it. I believe a provisional patent is the best way to start. Once you have your market validation and you know that it will work, hopefully this occurs within 12 months because provisionals only protect you for 12 months. But once you have all of that, then you get your real patent. Because at that point, you know that you can get sales. And with a provisional, you put patent pending on your product. As soon as you get your patent, you modify your product, put the patent number on it, and you're golden, my dudes. I say start with the provisional. It's cheap. It's easy. It is protection. Well, protection enough. The other problem with the patent is as soon as you file it, it becomes public domain. Well, I can see it. 
So if I'm a patent troll and I want to try to copy your idea but knock off just a little bit of it, I now see how to do it. So if you filed for that patent without actually being ready to produce, you might have a problem that someone can get a product to market before you can. When you apply for a patent is a strategic move. It is not, I need a patent first. And I'll say it again regarding NDAs. If the first thing you do is say, I need an NDA, you're going to put people off. We have a mutual non-disclosure agreement here at 3D Musketeers, and I should probably just put that out there so people can just sign it. But I, I get concerned because if someone puts us under an NDA for a project and I'm working on a very similar one, I now have a bit of a conflict of interest issue. And it's why I like to learn about your project before we sign an NDA. Because if it's something that we can't help you with, then I've signed an NDA for no valid reason. Just saying. NDAs are valuable. But again, if you can't defend them in court, so like let's say a shysta of a company signs an NDA but still takes your idea. And we get people that are like, well, how do I know you're not going to steal my idea? My answer is you don't. You have to trust in that I'm not going to. And if we're going to start a relationship without a basis of trust, then it's not generally a relationship that I want to deal with, right? It's, yeah. Mutual non-disclosures are good. I think mutual respect is better up front. And see, the cool thing is, if you don't put us under an NDA, I will likely end up using your print as a time-lapse Tuesday. I might end up doing some of the design on a live stream. And so what are you doing? You're getting market validation. You're getting free marketing out of it. That would normally cost you money. So there's a benefit into not putting us under NDAs. Also, it lets us tell your story. One of the big issues that we struggle with in terms of marketing right now is that basically everybody puts us under NDAs, which means that if we want to tell the story, I got to come up with fake companies, fake names, and fake products. But the story that we tell is similar to what actually occurred with the client. But I can't tell the client's story because there are proprietary things involved in it. You want marketing, don't you? You want to sell your products, don't you? Well, I want marketing and I want to sell my services. There's mutual beneficial things going on here. Okay? I'm just going to put that out there. I want you to sit on that and think about it. Respect matters. Right? R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what it means to me. Respect to me is that we understand that we're just not going to be dicks. Rule number one, don't be a dick. I want to start a relationship based on trust. I am not a spring chicken to this. We have had two products that we've worked on go to Shark Tank, one of which got funded. We've had five projects total get in front of our VC panel, which yes, we have a VC panel. No, I will not give it to you until you are ready. You must prove to me that you are ready for a VC panel for me to introduce you to them. And there are some very big names on that panel, but I refuse to waste their time. So you have to get through me before you get to them. Jimmy says, I want my product to be ready for market. Great. There's a lot of steps to do and that's fine. Do not be afraid of taking your time. 
I think one of the best things that people can get for inventing is patience. If you are sitting here saying, I need this to work, or, you know, I'm going to run out of money, you started too late. Go get a job. I'm sorry, but you, you started too late. You might have a great idea. But if you don't have the capital to make it happen, you've got trouble. If you don't have the time to make it happen, you've got trouble. And even further, you need a support system. 3D Musketeers can be your support system. We will support you. We will need to get paid because guess what? Our people need money too. Actually, as soon as I'm done with this live stream, I'm calling one of our customers that has a $2,300 outstanding balance. I don't like that because we went a little bit beyond what we should have. We went about $2,300 more than we should have. Now, the team unfortunately got a little happy with the project and uh, went overboard, but I need to get paid before we continue doing their project. It sucks, but it's the way that it goes. We want to help you. We have some of the best and brightest people We've interviewed a lot of them here on this podcast. We've interviewed Pyro with Pyroball PCBs. Alan, he's our cir our cricket circuiteer. Circuiteer, I always say cricketeer. Circuiteer. We've got Tad, our lead engineer. We've got Justin, a junior engineer. We've got Brad. Brad does a lot of things. Brad's working on becoming a junior engineer. We've got Manny, who has never been on our on our podcast, but he is one of our programmers and coders. Um, you know, we've got Thomas, our brand czar. He's been on the podcast plenty of times. We've got a bunch of people. And I want to help you guys make awesome. That's why this podcast is called the Making Awesome Podcast. So if you have an idea that you want to get out of your head and into your hands and make cool shit, 3dmusketeers.com, hit us up. Let's have some fun. Thank you guys so much for coming out. My voice is tired. My brain is hurting. <laughs> I've got a splitting headache because I am trying to think about what I'm going to say as well as, uh, you know, keep forward with those thoughts. Fotis, where do you apply? Buddy, just DM me. But you can apply by emailing us, youtube at 3dmusketeers.com. Or I think hiring at 3dmusketeers.com should work, but use YouTube. Because if you're listening to this, use YouTube. Because then I can also see where how you found us. I want to help you guys make awesome. We can do it at 3dm. We can have a lot of fun doing it. And if you're willing to be open about your project, we can make a lot of cool content around it. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. I appreciate everybody in those comments that has been hanging out leaving us comments, liking the video, which if you haven't, you definitely should. Stay safe out there. Don't forget to call your loved ones. And as always, keep making awesome. Season 2, Episode 3. Take care.